Well, today's message is entitled, Trust the Lord. No matter how old you are, no matter what season of life you're going through right now, we all need to know that we need to trust the Lord because there's times that we all face where challenges come before us and we need to just trust the Lord. Turn to someone right now by you and tell them to trust the Lord. That was not rhetorical. <laughs> Amen. Listen, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says this. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. So Alicia, as you graduate very soon and go on to a new season, there's going to be new challenges, new opportunities to grow. Um, and, and some seasons are going to be difficult. But if you take a look around you, what you see is people who have successfully passed through difficult seasons in life. Amen? And we, and we, and we were tempted to give up or tempted to complain or tempted to say this is unfair. But ultimately, the reason why we are all here today is because we all chose to trust the Lord. Amen? No matter how old you are, we all can be sure of that God brings us through seasons in life that he has designed for a purpose. Some are challenging, but they all provide an opportunity for us to grow closer to God if we trust him. With this in mind, we must trust him at all turns. Knowing that even seasons that look dark and gloomy and full of despair, God is always moving us towards him. There are times in life when God puts us in a difficult place and challenges us to keep our eyes on him instead of our circumstances. As we will see in our study today of the Israelites, we are continually tempted to look around at our situations around us instead of trusting the Lord that he will bring us through our current season of challenge no matter what we are facing. We have evidence to stay, as I shared with you as we began today, of Michelle, who trusted God, and God brought her through the current season to be with her family once again. Amen? Amen. Well, the Israelites learned that by trusting Moses, who was the ordained leader chosen by God, that they would persevere through a series of plagues that enraged Pharaoh and the people of Egypt until Pharaoh finally let his people go. And as Moses led his people out on their way to the promised land, God made some extremely wise decisions on how he would lead the Israelites. You see, some people go through a celebration time and they think, all right, world, bring it on. And they forget that the same God that brought them through the difficult season is here to lead us into the, to the new season, not just wait till we get messed up and call upon him as well. So God made some wise decisions in how he led the Israelites out, and we're asking for that wisdom to be endued upon Elisha and all of us who are entering a new season in our lives. So we're going to look at a story in Exodus after the Israelites were delivered from the hand of Pharaoh. It's in Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. It says, Then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. Did you know that when the Israelites left Egypt, the journey to the promised land was only an 11-day journey? Does anybody know how long it took them to get there? 40 years. 40 years. It was 11 days, and it took them 40 years. Why? It's because it's not about the destination in our life. Alicia, we know one day you're going to be a fantastic uh, teacher, and we know you're going to be a great in youth ministry, whatever God has you do. 
But I want to tell you, that's, it's more than the destination. That God equips us and he prepares us on the journey as well. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the people that God puts around us because that's where we are equipped by God. And so before God could bring the people in to take this promised land, God had to equip them. When they first left Egypt, God knew that they weren't ready to go immediately walk into war. The shortest route would have led them right into battle. But these slaves were not ready for war. It was too much for them to experience, for they had been captive and held bondage for too many years. The Israelites still operated in the bondage mentality, even though they had been delivered from the oppressive hand of Pharaoh. It's the same thing that happens to us when we've been in bondage to sin or addiction or a stronghold in our lives. When that bondage is broken by the blood of Jesus Christ, God's plan is to build our faith in him and trust in him instead of the bondage that we left. And so it's important that we take that time and come back to God. Acts 3 verse 19 tells us this important truth. It says, Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that your times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. When you turn to the Lord and put your trust in Jesus, he forgives you of your sins and he refreshes your soul. These times of refreshing are so important for your spiritual and emotional and physical health. The more time you spend in his presence, not just doing church things, but spending time in his presence, letting God lead in the conversation, letting God speak to us through worship or prayer or study, the more time we spend doing that, the more we'll be able to break away from the habits and tendencies that kept us in bondage in the previous season. He asked us to come spend time with him. For the, Israelite, for the Israelites, the same lesson was taught to them. God had to rebuild their resolve. They had been broken down and in bondage for, for a long time. So he had to rebuild their resolve. He had to strengthen them. He had to build their trust in him. And so he brought them through the wilderness, through the desert, to teach them how to depend on him. Too many times we think just because something difficult is going on in our life that we're doing something wrong. And sometimes God tries to get our attention that way. But many times God takes us through challenges. Alicia, I know you're going to go through challenges if you're not already. There's probably some fear or anxiety of the unknown season. And we all go through that no matter how we are in life. But as we go through difficult times that seem unfamiliar to us, one thing is constant and one thing is familiar, and that is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay? That is always that constant that stays there if we keep our focus on him. Exodus 13, verse 18. So God led the people around by the way of the Red Sea of the wilderness at the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. So God would lead his people by way of the Red Sea. Which I have to make this comment, sorry for this commercial break, but when we were going through times and our church was coming back from the pandemic, a lot of times I would look out here and I would always call this the Red Sea. Not only because of the red pews, but usually people only sat on the sides and no one sat in the middle. So thank God for the people that are filling up the middle now as our church grows. <laughs> but God, God, God led the Israelites by way of the Red Sea. In fact, what he would do is he would symbolically baptize the children of Israel as they went through the Red Sea. He'd baptize them into obedience of following him and trusting him even when things looked too
too difficult. Verse 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. The Israelites would learn how to trust God during the day and during the night. They would learn to know his voice and to trust his leading, especially when it went against their logic. As we go forth into a new season, there's times that we think we know it all, no matter how young or old we are. And we think we know how to go through. And yet God's saying is, you need to continue to come back to me and trust me because I'm going to lead you some places that won't make sense to you. And if you continue to go on your own logic, you will be upset and I cannot equip you in the way I need to to bring you to the place of victory. We need to rely on God's wisdom, not our own logic. And sometimes the two come together. But sometimes if we're confused, rather than complain, we need to go to God or a trusted brother or sister in Christ. Alicia, what God has done in this church has given you many lives and many minds that people have been through difficult times in your life to lead you and guide you along the way. The same that we do for one another as well, to trust someone who's been through it all and is still standing victoriously today. It's important to see that God is able to lead you during the night just as much as he is during the day. Certainly at night we are tempted to let our guards down and disconnect. And if we're not careful, this is when the enemy's temptations are the strongest. Yet we know that God desires to light the way for us in the day and the night. So when we go to him, we need to expect that he is going to speak to us to lead us. Exodus 14, verses 1 and 2. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they turn and camp before pi Harareth, between Migdal and the sea, opposite baal Zephon. You shall camp before it by the sea. See, God would lead Moses and the Israelites to the shore of the Red Sea. And while the Israelites enjoyed a great campsite with a beautiful view, the Egyptians, in their own logic, figured that they had the Israelites trapped. And so Pharaoh, out of rage, ordered the army to pursue them because now they had them all hedged in by the Red Sea. He would enact vengeance on the people that stole everything they had, including their firstborn son. Both God and the enemy believe that they can use a challenge in our lives to fulfill their mission. The choice is up to ours who we're going to believe. Is this challenge going to break us? Are these fears and anxiety going to break you? Is it going to cause you to give up? It's not a rhetorical question. No, it's not. And it hasn't caused any of us to give up, has they? We know that God is wise enough to use challenges in our lives to grow closer to him, to show us that we need him and depend on him, that he has to guide us, almost like a minefield in life, that he's got to tell us where to go. We have to allow God to use challenges in our lives to, make us, to cause us to grow closer to him. Amen? The enemy preys on our doubts and our fears and continually tempts us to judge our current situations based on our limited perspective. Only God has the whole picture. Exodus 14, verse 8. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with boldness. Pharaoh's army advanced against the Israelites, but they also brought something, the Israelites, I'm sorry, the Egyptians also brought something with them. They brought their anger and their vengeance. For they thought life was unfair to them. 
And so they led with their anger, believing that they would overtake the Israelites who stole everything from them. Pharaoh was out for vengeance against the Israelites and against their God. Lest we become consumed by our anger or revenge, we must take a lesson here for us as well. For there will be times when things in life that happen are simply unfair. There will be times when we don't understand why things have happened to us. And in these moments, it's our opportunity to trust the Lord and not attempt to take manners into our own hands or be led by vengeance. Now, I'm not talking about just the vengeance that wants to go destroy someone. I'm talking about the vengeance against our flesh or the vengeance against the world by using our flesh to pursue the world. Choosing to plow through conviction in order to pursue sin is how we take vengeance on life. Whether it be lust or anger or gossip or to pursue a bad relationship, we must not be led by our vengeance in, order, in our way to make life fair. Verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. They began to complain. Again, we reach a decision point. The Israelites see that they're being pursued by their former captors, that former way of life. Once we broke away, now that former life is trying to pull us back in. Oh, you need to come back. The Israelites look behind them and they see the Red Sea, a seemingly impossible obstacle. And so now they have a choice. Will they trust the Lord who led them out of Egypt in a miraculous way? Will they trust Moses who has been listening to the voice of the Lord to lead them? Or will they trust their own fear and anxiety in their own hearts that wants to keep them captive, that wants to hold them in fear? instead of seeing things by the faith eyes that we have, that God will indeed lead us through. God often leads us by his ordained wisdom into places that seem impossible. If you don't believe it, then look at our front row. Michelle, by your love and your prayers, was brought through by God's hand through an impossible season. Nothing could hold back that spirit of God. When we come together to put our trust in God, God leads us through impossible situations. We serve a God of the impossibilities. Just like the Israelites, we have a choice of who we're going to listen to. If we're going to listen to God, or if we're going to listen to our own logic, our fears and emotions, and the taunting temptations of the enemy tempting us to give up, to not trust the Lord, to forget every time that he has been faithful to us in the past. However, a follower of Christ has great tools to overcome if we choose to use what we have been given. 2 Corinthians 5.7 Most of you know this verse by heart. For we walk by faith, not by sight. It is in these times where God tells us to focus less on the situation around us, to focus less on all the voices buzzing around us, and to focus more on the Lord who is above all. We all have times that seem impossible, where we seem to be hemmed in by the situations that surround us, where the world would tell us that there's no way out except to enact revenge or to seek after it by your own hand. Maybe to sin. Maybe to enact vengeance. 
maybe to pursue something in the world that you think you deserve. Those are the temptations of the enemy. But God would call us to follow him. Even as he led the Israelites in this seemingly impossible moment. Verse 11. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? You know what happened is fear got a hold of the Israelites at the first sign of challenge. Alicia, as you go forth, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be challenges making new friends and cutting out new paths, and things are not always going to go your way. Things will be unfair, just like they are to all of us. But our choice is to complain or to turn to God. We must choose to trust the Lord. The reason why fear got a hold of the Israelites at their first sign of challenge is because they weren't tested. And so they started to cry out and complain. In fact, they even gave in to the temptation to consider that their former life of bondage was better than their current situation. For at least they were used to being uncomfortable and they had learned how to live within their own bondage. They had become so used to bondage that they were comfortable in their pain. This is often why people choose to live in the same bondage by repeating the same misguided choices in life. Some people choose to go from one bad relationship to another because they are used to being in bondage and it is familiar to them. Do not allow this temptation to take root in your mind. God's way is always better. God is able to redeem every one of us if we turn to Him and trust Him. Don't get used to bondage. We were made for greater things. Amen? Amen. Do not cozy up to despair. Believe that God has a better plan for your life and choose to follow Him. Exodus 14, verse 12. Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Listen, in your seasons of challenge and trial, do not let your logic speak louder than your spirit. There will always be a battle inside of you, and it's your choice who are you going to let lead you, your logic or your trust in the Lord. When you trust God, you let him speak you through impossible situations. And so when this happens in life and you're challenged to listen to that logic instead, remember the lesson at the Red Sea and trust the Lord. Exodus 14, verse 13. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Stand still. God said. What does that mean? It means stop worrying. Stop fretting. Stop basing all of your decisions on your current situation. God will bring you through, but you have to stop listening to all the noise around you. That's a difficult thing to do. But we need to be deliberate in seeking our times with God so He we can hear Him. Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still. And know that I am God. No matter how old you become, one of the greatest reminders for every single one of us is to be still so that we can hear God in the midst of our busy lives. 
There is noise all around us. There are distractions all around us. And God says, if you take one thing at all, take time to be still. Fight for that time to get along with me, God would say, so that you can know that I am God and I am leading you through. It's only then when we can see the salvation of the Lord where God rescues us and redeems our lives and begins using us in powerful ways for his kingdom. We have opportunities right now that many people do not see because they refuse to stand still. They refuse to stop listening to the voices around them. And so they spend their time and energy consumed by complaining and by slandering others and by trying to change the world solely through political means. And yet God said, stand still so that you can see the salvation of the Lord. The need is great in our own community and all over the world to allow the kingdom of God to be the change in the world. Right now God is looking for people to pray, to pray for healing, to pray for unity in the body of Christ, to pray for hope, to pray for forgiveness, to pray to make a way where there seems to be no way in situations right here in our state and around the world. When we take our focus off of our own problems and begin praying for others and serving others, it's like we're saying, God, I trust that you're going to take care of me, so I'm going to take care of your kingdom. The greatest way to show that we trust the Lord is by serving others. Alicia, Alicia, we are so glad that you respond to a call upon your life to serve others, both in the classroom and in the church and in life itself. It's the greatest declaration of your faith is to say, I'm going to serve others and God will take care of me. Amen? There's no greater statement of faith than this. Exodus 14, verse 14. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. When we stand still and trust the Lord, God will fight our battles. He will drive out the enemy as he did with Pharaoh. It's not just a story in the Bible. It's a story of what he will do for each one of us if we put our faith and trust in him. So that we are allowed to hold our peace and continue moving forward towards him. Verse 16. But now, Moses, lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. It was here where Moses listened more to God than the complaints and doubts all around him. It was here where he believed that God was the God of the impossibilities. He didn't stop and say, this can't make sense. He said, God, I'm going to trust you. He didn't second-guess him because of his own logic. Moses simply trusted the Lord and was able to see one of the greatest miracles of all time as his people were delivered from bondage once again. Verse 21, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. As God held back the Egyptians by a pillar of fire, he made a way through a sea of impossibilities. He not only parted the waters, he allowed them to walk on dry land. Even the sea floor had been transformed so that they could see the salvation of the Lord and walk towards him. They were not walking through muck and mud. It says the land was completely dry. God will do whatever he can 
when you put your trust in him to make a straight path to him. Do you remember John the Baptist came proclaiming, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths to him? That's what God wants to do. When you turn to him, God says, I'm going to make a straight path to me. Keep your eyes upon me and keep walking. Don't listen to the naysayers that are speaking against you. Don't listen to the voices within you that say you cannot do it. With God, all things are possible. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Those are the things that we need to remind ourselves, and those are the things that we need to remind one another. Because all of us are facing different challenges right now. We need to continue to encourage one another and love one another because we are all one body going forward. Amen? Amen. When God calls you to a time of trusting Him more than your logic, He will give you dry land to walk on. But in order to do this, we must turn from trusting ourselves, turn from taking our problems into our own hands and believe that God is the only way. So many people know that God parted the Red Sea but they fail to see the dry ground that was provided for them. What this means for us is that when God delivers from you from bondage, He has already prepared a new way for you to walk, a straight and direct way to Him. You just have to have enough faith to take this dry ground and not be pulled back into the paths that led you into despair and bondage in the past. Verse 22. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea, on the dry ground. And the waters were a wall to them on their right and on their left. As the Israelites trusted the Lord and kept their focus forward, God troubled their enemy and took care of them himself. Again, as I'm meeting God's needs and, and the, the kingdom needs, God's going to take care of me. I don't need to enact vengeance. God's going to take care of that. I need to keep my eyes on the Lord. Verse 25. And the Lord took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. You see, when you trust God, what it does is it shows a greatest way to witness to those around you. Many people say, I don't know how to witness, I don't know how to share Jesus with others. If you just follow God and trust Him, your life will be a witness and a testimony to all those who are watching you. And whether you realize it or not, Alicia, a lot of people are watching you. Not just the church, but people that you've made connections with in your life. And as you go through difficult challenges, they're going to watch to see how you respond. And we're praying for you every step of the way. And as you go forward trusting him, it is a greatest testimony to the world. We become that candle in the world to make it, make it a light in the world. Showing someone that there is a better way, the only way, and his name is Jesus Christ. Even before the waters came back over the Egyptians, they all acknowledged the one true God. You see, it wasn't just about Israel's escape. It was about a witness to the world. And so God could do great things as we trust him. Verse 26, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians, on their chariots and on their horsemen. Verse 28, Then the waters returned and covered the chariots the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. Not so much as one of them remained. God takes care of our troubles when we trust him and walk towards him. When we turn to the Lord in our times of difficulty, in our seasons of challenge, he leads us in paths that bring us closer to him. He gives us a new path 
on which to walk. And He deals justly with the enemy so that we can focus on Him. So many times we waste our energy on the things that have happened to us or the people that have hurt us and God says, I'll take care of them. I just want your heart. Come to me. When we focus on Him, God takes care of the rest. We serve the God of the impossible. The Creator of life. The God of new beginnings. And the God who is working right now to bring every single one of us closer to Him. Therefore, let us choose to follow Him by sharing His light in the world. That You brought light to us in our darkness. We thank You that Your power of Your Spirit helps us to overcome. And now You live inside each one of us. And so as You said that we are the light of the world, let us share that light with others. Let us serve others. Let us bring hope to the world where they think there is no hope. We thank You that You've given us the answer and the ability to overcome. Help us to share that candle of light with the world. We ask Your blessing to be upon us as Your children. 